Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to some ways maybe you can make some money on some of these teams because it doesn't matter if it's dramatic, boring, or somewhere in between. We are a betting show, and we're here to give you the angles to help you win some coin. So let's start in New York, Mets Rays. We have the Rays once again, underdogs. They're minus 105, Mets minus 115 at home. Total nine runs. Taj Bradley going for the Tampa Bay Rays. 3-0, 3-5-2 ERA against Tyler McGill, who is five, uh, 4-2 with a 4-0-2 ERA. So, Jenks, again, the Mets are favored here. I don't want to fall into the same trap that I did last night because the Rays mm-hmm. lost in extra innings. But once again, it feels like, why would you not take the best team in baseball at an underdog price? I'm absolutely going to bet the race today. This will be one of my best bets on the money line. And Tyler McGill, eh, all right, fine. He was good against the Nationals last Friday here in D.C. I don't care because that is an exception to the rule. Outside of that performance, he's given up at least three runs in every outing this season, and now he faces the best hitting team in all of baseball. Tosh Bradley being called up from the minors, and he's still a young guy, but he hasn't given up more than three runs in any start this season. The Rays have a bullpen advantage. I absolutely love the Rays here at minus 105. No doubt. I'm playing it. Right. I feel like a brokered rec- broken record here. Why would you not take the best team in all of baseball yeah. at an underdog price? It doesn't seem to matter the starter for the Tampa Bay Rays because their bullpen is so deep. And their offense is so good. They have the number one OPS in all of baseball going against a Mets team that I know won last night. And maybe they string together two wins. But still, the numbers do not support it. If they can't win with Justin Verlander on the mound, do you think Tyler McGill is somebody you need to put your faith in as, uh, you know, minus 115 favorites? I don't think so. So I think it's Rays or nothing. I am not trusting the Mets even after one win last night. <laughs> Let's stay in uh, the New York teams, and we've got the Yankees once again at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays minus 130. Yankees plus 105. This has been a very entertaining series. Had a walk-off uh, win for the Blue Jays last night. Total nine runs. The lefty Nestor Cortez going for the pinstripes today. Three and two, five five three ERA against Jose Barrios. Three and three, four seven zero ERA. Jenks. Uh, every time I see Jose Barrios, I get a little nervous mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm, wonder how many runs he's going to give up today. Mm-hmm. But we know the Yankees offense has been a little feast or famine. They have looked so much better after the, like Aaron Judge was back in the lineup and the numbers yeah. look better. But still, we saw last night they have the absolute ability 
to go completely silent. So what's your read on Blue Jays Yankees? Oh, I honestly, I would probably play the over here. I'm not going to play it personally. I'm not going to play it on this show. But when you talk about these two pitchers, I mean, God, Nestor Cortez has given up 14 runs in his last 14 innings. Nasty indeed. I want no part of that. And Jose Barrios, he's been better than you think this season. Nine earned over his last 17 and two-thirds. But early in the year, when the Yankees were such an under team, that was without Aaron Judge. And I, you know, this just sort of reminds me of when we were talking about the Braves and Rangers yesterday, right? We had two very good starting pitchers on the mound. These guys aren't that good. But then you had to worry about the lineups because these lineups can rake. I would lean to the over here. I don't trust either of these guys. And the over has been a cash cow more recently for the Yankees once they got Aaron Judge back. I would tend to agree. Uh, and I think the bottom line on Jose Barrios is that one line that you always say about these pitchers. Well, he can give it up. Isn't that what we always say about some yeah. of the pitchers? And looking at the Yankees, I know it was a low-scoring affair last night, but still, over the course of the past uh, week or so, the Yankees' offense has turned back into – being somebody that maybe you can trust because they're third in batting average, second in all of baseball in WRC+. plus. So the numbers are at least trending upwards, and Chris Bassett is a solid pitcher. That's who silenced the bats for the Yankees last night. So maybe it is an easier pitching matchup now. And also, when you get into the later games of these series, you've seen their relievers, and you've seen their mm -hmm. stuff. So I think those games kind of trend towards the over. So like the over there with you at nine, even though the Yankees can go cold at any minute. Maybe that's the sabotage factor. Let's go to the White Sox and the Guardians. We have the White Sox minus 145 favorites, Guardians plus 120, Logan Allen going for Cleveland, one and one, three, four, three ERA against Dylan Cease, who is just two and two this year with a four, eight, six ERA total of eight runs. I think the sabotage factor always for the Guardians is that their offense is putrid and pedestrian and cannot score mm -hmm. runs. But also, do you really want to trust the White Sox? It's been a team that's been very up and down. God, I, oh, I'm not going to play this. I would lean to the under, which I know sounds absolutely crazy. Logan Allen has been surprisingly good. Hasn't given up more than three runs in a single start. You just have to ask yourself if Dylan Cease has finally righted the ship. He shut out the Astros last Saturday, but before that, he was just getting crushed. So I think it helps that the Guardians are dead last in all of Major League Baseball against right-handed hitting, or right-handed pitching, I should say. So they have a team average of 204. So if Dylan Cease is finally going to have some success, it's going to be against this Guardians lineup. There's ever a spot he can deliver. Maybe this is it. It makes me nervous. I don't think I've seen enough from Dylan Cease to make me think that he's gotten it right, but I would lean under here. Not going to play it, though. The Guardians have very much been an under team this year. Over under record of 15, 25, and one, and an over under record away of 8, 11, and one. So I think a lot of that plays into their offensive struggles. And also, they do have a solid bullpen with some really electric arms coming in on the back end for uh, the Guardians. So I would be with you there, even though maybe I would lean towards the White Sox here. Do you have a leaning on the side? Because I think if you think that Dylan Cease can get his stuff together, maybe mm -hmm. the White Sox are the play. Because I will say this, the White Sox have been a little better as of late. Yeah, it's like I was saying. If there's any team that cannot hit Dylan Cease or shouldn't be able to hit Dylan Cease, it's the Guardians. And as you mentioned, they have been a moneymaker to the under. So if I'm going to go with a side, I think I would just trust – 
the pitcher with the better history despite his struggles this year and go with the White Sox. They're playing at home. Minus 145, I think, is reasonable. So, yeah, I'd be in Chicago. I think eventually the cream rises to the top. Eventually we're going to yeah. see Dylan Cease return to form. I think he is too good of a pitcher to be, you know, dwelling in those mediocre starts, especially against this offense. Great time to get it right. Uh, let's go to the Angels and the Orioles. We've got the Orioles minus 140 favorites. We've got the Angels plus 115, total nine runs. Tyler Anderson for the Angels, 1-0 with a 5-2-6 ERA, going against Tyler Wells, who's 3-1 with a 2-6-8 ERA. Jenks, when I see these two teams, immediately I think over. But last night it was a low-scoring affair. What's your initial take here? I love the Orioles here. Battle of the Tylers. The Orioles were good to me yesterday. Got me my only dub. I'm going back to the well today. And Tyler Anderson has been pretty decent after a tough start to the season. Allowed five earns in his last 11. However, Tyler Wells has been a cut above, especially when pitching at Camden Yards this season. He's 2-1 and one with a 2.10 ERA in Baltimore, and the O's really like hitting lefties. They're one of the best in the game at doing that, so I'm all over the Orioles on the money line at minus 140. I think it's a good price for one of the best teams in baseball, and I know people mm-hmm. might scoff at that and say the Orioles, best team in baseball. They're 27 and 15. I believe that's the second best record in the entire American League. So if you are getting one of the best teams in baseball at home for a price under minus 150, I think you'd take it. Baltimore has also been very good at home this year, a 14 and seven record straight up. Now, here's my question. If you want to get plus money on the card and you know this Orioles lineup is fully capable of putting some crooked numbers up on the board would you take a swing at the run line here at uh, plus 135? Yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. Orioles have been good to me. I would absolutely do it. And if you're looking for some plus money, that's the one thing I do need is that I need some plus money on my card, which I have. I am not want to do that on a regular basis. But every now and then, yeah, you just got to do it if you want to make some money. So if you think this is going to be a big game for the O's, the way they slug at home, sure. Right. I think if there is a plus money candidate, that's probably a good one. But if you want to be safe, just take the O's at home. We're straight up. They have been very, very solid. Uh, Only a couple or a minute left. We've got Dodgers, Cardinals, Nationals, Marlins. Jenks, is there a play you like in either of these games? I'm going to play the total down when it comes to Dodgers, Cardinals, play down to eight and hit the over. Adam Wainwright can't be trusted, and Julio Arias has still very good stuff, but he's taken a bit of a step back this season. And as we know, the Cardinals have those right-handed bats that I think can tee off on Arias. I think it's a low total. I'm all over it. Right. The Cardinals lineup has some of the biggest names in baseball, and now we're seeing them starting starting to awaken from their slumber. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.